Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Sue, late in his career, is going to have his first Super Bowl title. Now, no wonder they want to call the Champa Bay for Tampa Brady. One more snap, would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't the tampa bay buccaneers have a second super bowl title in franchise history and tom brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to mahomes does he even though you're looking at the greatest right there. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and not with me here in person, but here with us via the glorious technology. Uh, I don't know. Cell phones have been around for a while, so this isn't exactly groundbreaking. But yes, Justin is here with me this evening, uh, ready to talk uh, NFL preview with our Super Bowl predictions. we got to get through the playoff and wildcard picks, but Justin... How have things been going? Uh, things things are pretty good. Things are pretty good. It's uh, crazy that we've made it to this point where we're giving our uh, kind of like our, um, I guess, overall season kind of views of, of the NFL here. You know, we dissected each division and uh, here we are kind of telling you how it's all going to play out. Or as you can probably take it to, you know, take it to uh, your favorite uh, app maybe and uh, – learn what not to do uh, as we kind of give you some uh, whatever we say you probably want to go opposite of that although we have been fairly close on a couple of teams over the last few years so yeah we're usually better at finding the frauds than the the hidden gems we're generally like that team is being overrated but we usually are not good at finding the team that surprises everyone that has not been in our wheelhouse Um, agree agree and hopefully some of that plays in our favor, at least my favor, because I'm generally the one that's the most vocal about, I you could also say most pessimistic about some of the teams that are getting the, the media hype or the fan hype. You know, one of those teams is, is been most recently the Cleveland Browns, I'd say, you know, yes. at the end of the Harbaugh regime, it was the 49ers for me. And then I've always been anti saints, not actually against them, just thought they would be worse than they are. And that hasn't come true. Maybe this year now that Drew Brees is gone, but I feel like the Browns are the team that I mostly have to point to as being recently anti Cleveland in a sense that I just, I don't buy into what they're doing. I think 
some of their moves were not great. And that's not just this year, this offseason. That's over the last, you know, three or four years. I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy, so that doesn't help them at all. If I can't get behind the quarterback, it's tough to get behind the team overall. So um, I, I am. I do want to let everyone know that I am playing two more games in our NCAA Football 14 Dynasty mode. Justin and I are in year two, co-coaching the Florida Atlantic Owls, and I'll be playing games 11 and 12 tonight. First up here is uh, the 11th game against a ranked North Texas team. So I yeah, have, no uh, pressure. Yeah, I have my uh, my work cut out for me. They're ranked 22nd, so um, we'll have to see how this goes. Uh, I need to pull up the proper screen or I'm going to be screwing things up all night. Let me pull that up uh, so I can see what I'm doing as Justin and I uh, talk about uh, the NFL playoffs. So we went through all eight divisions so far and Justin and I, um, we're pretty similar, like we tend to be, where we usually think the same about most teams. Maybe one per division do we flip-flop. Rarely do we have one of us have someone in first and that other person has them in fourth. I don't know that that has ever really happened. But we've gone went through the, um, the west, south, north, and east. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the way that uh, – oh, good. I started with a delay of game as I uh, can't get my stuff together here. Um, always good. Always good. So, um, let's, uh, let's take a look at the, uh, the NFC, Justin, why don't you go over, um, what you have happening in the NFC? Okay. So in the NFC, I believe, um, well, you know, in kind of double checking today, but, um, looking back, I, I, I picked Dallas to win the NFC East and that is, you know, obviously like a stake through my heart. But when I look at it from like a talent standpoint and Dak coming back, like anything short of them winning the division is, well, I mean, if they didn't win the division, but made the playoffs and were successful, obviously they'd take that. But, um, this, they should absolutely, they're the most talented team in the division. They should win the division. If they don't, um, that's a step in the wrong direction, in my opinion, um, so I believe we both had Dallas winning the division. Um, and we're kind of on similar thing, but like there's a lot of talent there while there's still questions on defense, they have a, more than enough on offense to make up for it. And they got some pieces like Michael Parsons on defense. So I have them actually as the number one overall team in the NFC. Like I think in part, because I think they're going to, um, beat up on a division that just isn't as good. I think the giants will be okay. Like maybe, um, which is interesting because they're going to, I don't know that they're going to have an answer about their quarterback this year. Um, the Eagles are, it's an interesting move. Like, you know, they, I liked the low risk, high reward signing they made today, you know, to help out the secondary. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. Like, if everything goes right for the Eagles, they could be decent, but I, they shouldn't, they shouldn't knock off Dallas for the division, um, no matter what. And, um, the, uh, Washington football team, I think will be solid. And I think they're going to be pushing for a playoff spot, but I don't have them as winning the division. So we have Dallas there. Um, you are still pretty high on the football team though, from Washington. Oh, I am. I am. Yes. And I actually am going to have them in my, um, as the fifth seed, I think they're going to be a top wildcard team. I think uh, Fitzpatrick is a good fit there. Um, I think their defense is going to be strong. Um, 
and again, like I don't, I'm just not sure what to think of the Giants or Eagles right now. So I think they're going to be good enough. And um, while I have them in that first wild card spot, I think they're certainly good enough to get a wild card spot. And um, but I just think Dallas is too has too much going for them, and I think Dallas is going to be uh, is going to have that top spot, which is interesting because. I don't know like who I would pick in the game straight up, but they're going to play Tampa to open up the season. And I have Tampa as the number two seed. Um, again, I think the South is kind of working its way out right now. you got to figure out what's Carolina going to be with Sam Darnold. Uh, what is um, New Orleans going to be with Jameis Winston? And then also like Atlanta, like what's going on there? You've had, uh, you know, kind of a, a regime change and you had had, you know, Dan Quinn had been there for a while. So what have you got there? I think Tampa's going to get it done. I don't think Tampa's going to be the one seed, but I don't think it matters to them. Um, I think they're going to win a bunch of games, but I don't, I don't think they're going undefeated or anything like that, but they proved last year that that doesn't matter. Um, and then I have the Rams as the three seed. I think they're going to win the West. Um, and I think they're uh, a really good team. Like, um, I think Matthew Stafford is going to be something that's going to take them to levels they haven't quite gotten to yet. Um, in terms of even when they made the Super Bowl, I didn't think they were their offense was really any good. And I feel like the Patriots exposed that in the Super Bowl. Um, and then a spot where um, I know we are we are different. Um, I think the Bears are going to take now. This is obviously. There are lots of qualifiers here. I think the sooner Justin Fields plays, the more I like this. I also think the longer Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, the more I like my Bears pick. <laughs> so um, there's a lot in the air in that. Um, and this is like Rodgers can do what he wants. You know, he's a grown, very rich man. But um, if he doesn't play, um, they have a good base there, but they're in trouble. We've seen what that team looks like without him um, a number of times, and it's not very good. Um, and then, so those are my four teams in the, in the division winners. I have them ranked Dallas one seed, Tampa the two seed, Rams the three seed, and Bears the four seed. I kind of alluded to it before. I have Washington as the top wild card. I don't know that that's how it's going to play out. It'll be tough, but I think they're going to safely be in that wild card spot. Um, I hedged my bet here a little bit and went with the Packers in that spot. I know I just talked about how Packers are in trouble if Aaron Rodgers is there, but I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. And also I think there is some talent there, even if Rodgers isn't, it'll be interesting to see. Um, a team I'm not real high on is Minnesota. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's starting to there. I feel like their window has closed and that might be, the message you listeners need to hear to go out and go all in on Minnesota this year. But I just feel like Minnesota had their chance and they blew it to a backup quarterback in Philadelphia. Um, that's kind of my opinion on that. Um, and then I'm also going to go with Seattle. And I really struggled over this last spot. Um, I just think I, I kind of went with quarterback then and I, I wanted to kind of take Arizona and maybe put them in the spot, but I went with Seattle because I just, while Kyler Murray made some flashy plays last year, it just, it was tough for me to buy in all, all, all in on that. 
uh, for them to make enough of a jump to make the playoffs this year. So, again, to recap my seven, I have Dallas, Tampa, um, L.A. Rams, the Bears, uh, Washington, and then Packers and Seattle finishing out my wildcard teams. Very good. Yes. Um, I have a graphic up on the screen with your picks. So um, we're going to move on here to mine. I don't really have much of a rebuttal for you. Um, I, you know, I can't, I can't really knock any of those um, that you picked. I obviously I'm more, I'm higher on the Vikings than you are. I have Minnesota winning that division. That's mostly dependent on Aaron Rodgers not playing. And I said that um, the last time I did this sort of solo stream and played a couple games of college football here, I had to do the NFC North and I started out just lambasting Aaron Rodgers and talking about how <laughs> poor I thought the Packers could possibly be without him. And I only dropped them down to second in the division because there's still talent there, but I don't think there's anyone out there that can say with a straight face that Green Bay is the best team, one of the best teams in the NFC and maybe not even the best team in the NFC North without Aaron Rodgers. It just seems kind of crazy to for anyone to think that now, unless Jordan right. love is the second coming of a young Aaron Rodgers, who was the second coming of a young Brett Favre, you know, unless they <laughs> luck out for the third time, then things may be different. But at least on paper right now, I can't say that. And I did hedge my bets like you though. I still had green Bay making the playoffs, but I have them as my seventh seed in the and NFC. That's probably that would have been a better spot for me to hedge my bet actually. But I just, I don't know. I got ahead of myself, I guess. <laughs> um, now, I did, uh, you know, I'm still high on Dallas and think they're the best team in the NFC East. I did not think that they would be able to win enough games to take the number one seed. I still have that going to Tampa Bay, um, which we know they were not the number one seed in the NFC last year, and they ended up going all the way, winning games on the road, coming out on top. I, I just think this year they were still clicking from the end of last year. They brought everyone back. They want to run it back. Um I, I just I still think they're the best team in the NFC. I'm not even sure it's super close uh, after what they were able to do at the end of last season. What did they win the last seven? If you're including the playoffs, I think they won seven or eight in a row. So right, right. Uh, I just they so, they had it all together and it's all back. So it's, I, it's right. Kind of seems silly for and, me to not give them the benefit of the doubt at the moment. I would I would agree with you too that like I think Tampa is a better team. I think. Dallas will have a better record at the end of the regular season. And you mentioned why, sense? so it may, yeah, no, yeah, it absolutely yeah. makes sense. Uh, that's why we can't always go on record alone. And the, when, right. how often does the team with the best regular se- season record win the championship in any sport? Is it, is it even Not, half the time? Is it even half the time? I know in the NFL, they make it a lot of times, but it's not usually the team that to win it all. It's usually a team near the top, but not the top. It's the team that's healthy and hot at the end. Right. And that was Tampa Bay last year. So yes, yeah, exactly. we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. But I do have Tampa Bay at number one. I have the Rams second. I do. I am still high on them, even with the Cam Akers injury. I think they'll figure that out. Everything you said about Matt Stafford and what he brings to that team is something that they were missing. Um, even you know, just a few years removed from a Super Bowl appearance against New England a few years ago, I still think they have a lot of talent there. And uh, we'll see if they're able to put it all together. Oh, come on. Uh, sorry, I went on third and nine. I went to set up a screen pass, and the running back got, like, held up in the uh, in the offensive lineman. So, I love that. Yeah, good stuff. I'm a, 
hopefully, yes, I'm going up 10 nothing though, with a minute 48 left in the second. Um, so, yeah, Tampa Bay's one, Los Angeles two. I have Dallas in three. I do think they're probably going to be the third best team in terms of divisional record and earn that third seed. And Minnesota, my NFC North champ, is in spot four. Now, you and I uh, had a few differences in wild cards, but it pre- predominantly was in the AFC. In the NFC, my fifth seed is Seattle, who I have the second best team in the NFC West behind the Rams. Then number six is Arizona, because we picked the Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals to all be very good in the NFC West. And I have that division getting three teams into the NFC playoffs this this fall. And then my last seed, as I already mentioned, is the Green Bay Packers, just because I have to hedge my bets, because if Aaron Rodgers plays, Green Bay is probably destined for another divisional champion, let, it, let alone the last wildcard spot. But that's I how agree. I see the NFC shaking out. We're very similar with our picks, just really Minnesota-Chicago is a big flip between you and I. Yes, yeah. All right. So uh, why don't we uh, go ahead and do your AFC playoff picture? Okay. So my AFC picture here, um, I have the Chiefs as the number one seed. I think they retooled and addressed their weaknesses from last year. Um, there may still be some question marks there as they're going to be on those high-level teams whenever you have some a little bit of turnover in different places, like an entire new offensive line. Um, but I, I think it's it's going to be really interesting for them. Um, but I think a step where they address some of their needs. Um, I have Buffalo at number two. Um, I, I think that Buffalo... I don't think they're necessarily going to play the whole season as hot as they did the last third or half of last year, but I think they're going to still be really good. And I think they're really finding a a formula that works well for them. Um, Indianapolis I have is the third, I think uh, Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. It's a little bit of, am I a fan of Wentz? Yeah. So, but I think that that is um, a great move for Indy. Um, and I think they've got the tool and the offense and the defense to really be a team that kind of thrives. Um, and I, I, so I have them as that three seed. I have Baltimore as the four, uh, the last of the division winners. Um, really strong. I think Lamar Jackson, as his game continues to develop, um, I feel like he was honestly, I, the numbers may not all line out, but I felt like he was better last year than he was the year before maybe not as like dynamic just running all over the place but like to help his team like overall i feel like he was really good last year i think he if he continues to progress they're going to be pretty good i know they've also tried to add some weapons for him um i have tennessee as my top wild card the thing there is and i've I've said this to you like tennessee is good and i know they added julio jones and stuff like that but my fear is if like we've seen this before where like a team runs a running back into the ground year after year. And then there is a steep drop off and it comes at you quick. And at some point that's going to happen with Derrick Henry. And I I know he's only a few years into it, but like we've seen this in the NFL happen multiple times. And I think it could happen again to them. I'm obviously, I don't think it's quite there yet but I think Indy is going to take strides to be the one seed in that division or win that division. Um, I have Cleveland making the playoffs, but I don't have them as the best team in the AFC. Like some like articles have had them listed. Um, The biggest question mark for me there is, is quarterback um, and maybe secondary, but 
Um, they have some pieces in secondary, but they need more consistency there. And then on a bit of a flyer, I almost said a bit of a wild card, but I didn't mean that as a pun. But um, but I have the Patriots making it in that Boo. seventh spot. Um, I know, I know, I know. And that's not just like a dig at you. Um, it's really, I just, I think that they have a lot to prove from last year. And I know Tom Brady was part of that chip on the shoulder mentality and everything in New England. But, man, we saw... Now, some people could say, yeah, but last year they had a chip on their shoulder. But, like, last year was so against all the things that NFL teams, especially the Patriots, would typically do um, that I think it's just, like, having a year. Um, I think Cam Newton's going to be better. I don't think he's going to be MVP Cam Newton, but I think serviceable Cam Newton is going to be good enough for them to get to um, maybe 10 ish 11 wins ish maybe and and sneak into the playoffs so um it could be interesting so recap of my teams i have kansas city buffalo indy baltimore tennessee cleveland and new england all right so those are justin's both their his playoff teams nfc and afc kansas city the number one seed i think that a lot of people are thinking that exact thing i i can't believe many people are against the chiefs i i feel like they're destined to be right in the thick of things again i don't know what would tell you otherwise so they're my number one seed as well i have the chiefs as the one seed i do have the personally hated buffalo bills second and i also i mean ditto personally hated baltimore ravens in third I don't like either of those teams, but I can't deny that they're both talented, and I think they're both, again, destined for the playoffs just like last year. In fourth, I have the AFC North champion Indianapolis Colts. Now, my wild cards are where things get interesting in terms of comparing my picks with Justin. I have three different teams than what Justin had. In fifth, I have Los Angeles. Yes, the Chargers, second year of Justin Herbert. I think they're destined for a little bit of a bump, so I have them playing in the wildcard round, but as the best wildcard team. And I, I should say, and this applies to both Justin and I for our picks, I did not go through and document what where we had them in terms of number of wins, so maybe these wildcard ones don't exactly make sense, or even maybe the seeding of the division champions don't make sense. This is just where we felt we were at right now. You know, We started this back in mid-May. It's over two months later. So things change. Roll with the punches. Um, we kept our division champions the same, but where they slot in terms of playoffs and wild cards, uh, things may vary from what we said earlier. So uh, that's that's the little uh, s- sub note there on the uh, on these picks. I do have my Dolphins in six, so the six seed overall. I, that's really more hopeful, maybe wishful thinking after. Uh, you know, trying so hard last year and not being able to finish it out. I hate this game, Justin. <sighs> um, that computer always goes like super, like ridiculous mode in the last minute of the half. They they had yes. they had a grand total of like five yards against me all game, and then they get the ball with like a minute and a half to play, and they just drive yep. down the field and score. Yep, I I I feel your pain. It's annoying. It's seventeen yes. to seven because our star cornerback. I had a pick six, so. Um, no, nice. But my last team, and maybe surprisingly, so is the Steelers, because 
I had them second in the AFC North, and I'm going to stick with them there just because Cleveland's just a team that I don't trust. They they were hey, you know they were everyone's listen, favorite at the end of last year, but I just I'm I'm saying no. And and I I could see that like if again the Steelers are one of those teams where if things click this year they could like uh, who's going against the Steelers if things click and this is something I forgot they were eleven and zero last year like yeah now everyone knew it was a fraud like they, they weren't no that everyone was like they're not but, that good but but like listen they weren't as good as that eleven and zero but they weren't as bad as they were the last part of the season either right you know they, what I mean did like, they finish twelve and four overall then. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But they look awful in the um, playoff game. Oh man. And they the look bad. and the game leading into the playoffs. They lost back to back games to the to the Browns. Yeah. So uh my yeah, uncle so. is chiming in. He says Justin uses his head to make a pick, the Patriots. Joe uses his heart, the Dolphins, and a wife pick, Steelers. I, <laughs> I, I feel I feel sick that like I feel like as as especially this year, I feel like Rich and I have started to agree on more and more of these. Uh, well, he said you are you are a closet New England and, fan at the moment, so. And 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 I know that, that like that hurts. That like you know makes me question everything about myself. Yeah, I know but, you're, you're kind of going through some awkward renaissance apparently right now. So, <laughs> gonna need you to stop, stop doing that. So, all right. So uh, before we move on and talk about our oh yes 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 yes. Go, 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 go. Run faster. Get in there. Oh, he got knocked <laughs> out at the three. I had another pick. I almost had another pick six. Um, before we dive into our Super Bowl predictions, I do have a text from my dad. Let me see if I can decipher it. He was kind of all over the place with some of his picks. Um, so he said, AFC, I don't think this is in order, but he picked Buffalo, Indianapolis, Baltimore, and Kansas City are his division champs. And then his wild cards are Tennessee, Cleveland, and Miami. Uh, Tennessee, notably absent from mine. As I said, I went with different ones compared to uh, what you and apparently my dad selected. Uh, Tennessee did not make it on mine for, and kind of what you talked about, you know, I just, I'm kind of afraid of what's going to happen with Derrick Henry this year. We've been hearing his name so often over the last two or three years, he could get hurt or just start to wear down. And I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but I just don't know that he's going to be, or the team is going to be as strong um, as they have been the last couple of seasons uh, since ever since they really went to Tannehill. And how long will that last too? We've talked about that in the NFC. My dad, again, I don't think this is in order, but his division champs were Dallas, Chicago, Tampa Bay, and, uh, the Rams and his wild card teams were Minnesota, Seattle, and New Orleans. So he okay. still has the Saints making it, but um, a couple different teams there. So we don't exactly overlap completely. A lot of the the big guns are still there. None of us were s- super bold to say any of last year's big teams are not going to even make the playoffs. So, because you know, which I, we know will will most likely yeah. Happen. There's usually a fifty percent turnover. So right, if you look at uh, the ones that that we've picked, you know, Justin. So Dallas is new for you, or for, for yeah. from you. Dallas is is a team that didn't make it last year. Tampa made it. The Rams made it. Chicago didn't make it last year, so that would be a new one. Washington did make it. Green Bay made it, and Seattle made. It. So you have two new ones in the a- NFC. 
uh, in the AFC, Casey made it. Buffalo made it. Did in- Indianapolis didn't make it last year, right? No, they weren't. Um, no, they weren't in. I I don't think they were in. I yeah, I don't know if they were. Were with they in? Were, were they one of the last? Now I can't. Now I can't even remember. Uh, but Baltimore yeah, was in. Remember. Tennessee was in. Cleveland was in. New England was not. So. Uh, depending on, I just, I just am blanking on Indianapolis now. I can't, I didn't think they were, but maybe they were, maybe they were one of those bottom teams. So, but that's just a, a difference of, of, of about two, two of seven in each division. And history says it's probably going to be more like three or four. Um, me, let's see, Dallas would be new. Minnesota would be new and Arizona would be new in the NFC in the AFC, Los Angeles, and Miami for sure. <laughs> maybe Bal- maybe Indianapolis. I'm not. I, I can't remember off the top of my head now. I'm trying to think of those uh, early round games featuring the wild card teams. All right. So my dad's pick for the Super Bowl. Did he didn't put it in yet? So I'll have to let you know what he says about Super Bowl. Um, when All he right. gets back to me. So why don't we jump to our Super Bowl picks and I'll pull those up and let everyone take a look. So Justin, go ahead and talk about your NFC and AFC championship games and your Super Bowl predictions. Okay. I'm I'm going to give you these and then I'm probably going to have to hop off here. Sure. Um, but so in the AFC, I'm going to take the Chiefs over Indianapolis. Um, and listen, I, I would be happy if either of those teams won um, and ended up winning it all. Um, and obviously with the asterisks there of like, I don't anticipate the Eagles being Super Bowl contenders this year. If the Eagles were there, obviously I'd root for them, but, um, I'd be happy, really happy if the chiefs got there and were able to do it again. And I'd be thrilled for Carson Wentz in Indianapolis if they were able to do it as well. Um, I think the chiefs have more like firepower and, um, I think I'm not going against them right now. So I have the chiefs over Indianapolis. Um, and then I have the Rams. I have the Rams over Tampa. I think the Rams are a bad matchup for Tampa. I think having the quarterback is going to give the Rams some offensive firepower that they didn't really have before. They had moments, but I think it, they'll they're going to get more consistent play out of the quarterback. And I think their defense is going to be able to um, give Tom Brady a, enough trouble that like he won't be able to just put up 40, 50 points. Does that make sense? So I think the Rams over Tampa. So I have the Chiefs versus the Rams in the Super Bowl, and I, I'm taking the Chiefs over the Rams. So I, I'm high on the Rams in that I think Matthew Stafford's going to really help that team, but I think the Chiefs are just – I think they have something to prove from last year. And um, I, I'm excited to kind of see it because, to be honest, when the Chiefs are on, they're really fun to watch. So, oh, yeah, for um, sure. And I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with the Chiefs getting it. So, All right, so uh, – you go your third seed, L.A. Rams defeating the second seeded Buccaneers in the NFC Championship. Your number one seeded Chiefs defeating the third seeded Colts in the AFC, and then the Super Bowl you have the Chiefs back on top defeating the Rams in Super Bowl Fifty Six. Correct. All right, my dad has said he's going out on a limb and saying it's going to be Los Angeles Rams versus Buffalo with the Rams Ooh. winning it all. Wow! So that's his pick. L.A. Rams over Buffalo in Super Bowl 56. Just just real quick, I'd like to point out that while it was difficult for me to give Dallas the one seed, the way I kind of consoled myself yeah, there was by upset. having them not make the NFC Championship. Not even make the NFC Championship, losing, right. it, losing their first playoff game. 
Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Um, before you go, do you want to hear mine? Yes. Okay. So in the NFC Championship, I have number one Tampa Bay defeating number two LA Rams. So all of us have the LA Rams making the NFC Championship. Um, so when they go, you know, seven and ten this year, we'll all look foolish. Yeah. Um, yes. Then in AFC, I have Kansas City number one defeating number three seed Baltimore in the AFC Championship. So yes, folks, I do have an absolute 100% rematch of last year's Super Bowl 55 in this year's Super Bowl 56. However, the Kansas City Chiefs come out on top, defeating Tampa yes. Bay 31 to nine. Believe it or not. So, okay. Wow. 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 And, nice. Uh, actually, nice. no. You know what? I'll I make it that. 32 to nine. 32 to nine. Okay. One point okay. better so that they can add all the different diamonds and shove it in Tampa Bay's face this year. Yes. So yes. that that's where we're at. Um, so right. yeah, Chiefs over Buccaneers this time. Uh, I I just you know, I, and I'm sure this is a lot of me wanting this to happen too. In terms of, I think Kansas City is the best team in the NFL, even with what Tampa Bay has coming back. I think they had an awful off night and ran into a buzzsaw with, you know, the current greatest of all time quarterback who just seems to win when he gets to the, to the playoffs and, and most of the time in the Super Bowl. But I feel like some of that swagger could turn into cockiness and eventual laziness in Tampa Bay. And I feel like they're going to be very good when the division, I think with ease, you know, be a one or two seed in the NFC come playoff time. But I think they have some attitude. And this isn't, this isn't me railing on Brady either. I'm just thinking about other people that exist down in Tampa Bay on the right. coaching staff and in, in um, you know, the guys that matter on the field. I feel like they could be like, well, we turned it on last year. We'll be able to do the same thing. And I think they're going to get caught against the team somewhere along the line. Now, I don't have it happening until they reach the Super Bowl. Um but I, that, that's just the way I see it. See it going, and I just think um, maybe they're going to get a a little comeuppance, as uh, a lot of people thought. Maybe some of the guys in the uh, Kansas City locker room, especially the defensive backfield, got last year. I think they're going to want to give it back to him, dish it out this year. Could you imagine having a rematch of that Super Bowl? Whew. That would be incredible. That would be. I think. I really think. Fun. Uh, I think Mr. Goodell would sign up for that right now. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. With the what a storyline! Your best young yep. quarterback against the greatest quarterback of all time, right. two years in a row. Right. Like, and I think the nation would be interested in watching it. You know, I don't think it's the same thing as Dallas playing Buffalo in back-to-back Super Bowls. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. So that's where I'm at. Uh, but Justin, thanks a lot for joining us uh, while you're away to talk yeah, about no the uh, NFL and NFL playoffs. And we're putting a bow on our NFL predictions because from now on, Justin and I will be talking about the local high school football season. We'll be doing our Wilson Bulldogs football podcast every week starting August 8th. We're off next week completely. But starting August 8th, Justin and I will be back on the Bulldog Hour, and we will be broadcasting there on usually Sundays, maybe on a few Saturdays, until like probably like mid-November or so. Um, the hope is yeah, to hopefully. go close to Thanksgiving or past, yeah, so say. we'll see what happens say. there. The longer the better, right? Right. The long, that's, that, is, uh, that is what we hope for every single year. So yes. Justin and I will be uh, signing off on this show after I finish playing these games. I'm almost done with game one, and then I'll be moving on to game two. But uh, we're going to let Justin go and, um, and enjoy the rest of his vacation, and you'll hear from him on the Bulldog Hour in, a, in two weeks and back on this show in like four months. Crazy to All think right. about, but that time will fly by. But thank you, Justin, right. for joining yep. us.
See you later, man. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, so Justin is gone. I am, ooh, my star running back just dropped that one. So I'm going to continue to play NCAA Football 14. Again, we're in year two of our dynasty, Florida Atlantic Owls. This is game number 11 as I try to push our team uh, to double-digit victories and into the top 10 overall. Uh, So my uncle is texting me now as he's getting to uh, listen live here that – he says, I'm so close. He has the same teams in the Super Bowl, but a different outcome. He thinks it's going to be a repeat year for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not really surprised that he thinks that, and I don't think it's crazy to think that at all. Um, obviously, I, I'm thinking about heart and fandom when it comes to uh, not wanting the Buccaneers to win again. Although, until Tom Brady was there and they won last year, I was always a big Buccaneers fan. John Lynch and Mike Allstock back in the uh, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, big fan of Tampa Bay, especially when they were beating the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Uh, always like that. Probably a good thing Justin's not here for me to say that, but... I don't want to see them win again. I didn't want to see last year because I wanted the Chiefs to win because, well, I like Pat Mahomes and, you know, Chad Henney is his backup quarterback out there and he's still there. And I would love to see Chad uh, go out on top with another ring. And hopefully that happens this year for him, you know, unless, unless my Miami Dolphins want to stand up and, uh, and unseat the Chiefs. That's the only way that I could, could say I'm cheering for anyone but the Chiefs is if the Dolphins can do it. Otherwise, I'm Chiefs all the way. So. That is our complete 2021 NFL preview. We've been doing this since mid-May, covering all eight divisions and every team in the NFL. We'll obviously get a bunch of these wrong, but hopefully we got some of them right, but we won't find out until January and February. And like I said when I was signing off, Justin, this is the last broadcast of the Joe Mays and JRAF show until November sometimes. We've got to wait until the... Pennsylvania high school football season is over. Justin and I have other responsibilities, other uh, audio video content to produce for the Wilson Bulldogs football team. And the big one is the Bulldog Hour podcast, which is usually live every Sunday night during the season where we preview the next week's game, recap a game that happened. And we have a big slate of events coming up in early August. We always do our um, you know season preview where we have interviews with Uh, the assistant coaching staff, head coach Doug Doms, and then the senior player interviews. And then also this year, just recently uh, developed and announced that we will be welcoming in former Reading Eagle sports journalist Mike Drago on the program on August 15th as part of our interview series because he is in the midst of announcing and launching his very own sports subscription website um, very akin to or similar to The Athletic, if anyone is interested or knows of that sports journalism app, subscription-based. It's one of my favorite apps on my phone. It has great content for um, college football and all the pro sports and everything in between. There's coverage for everything, and it's just like three or four bucks a month, and it's great, and that is exactly what Mike Drago is doing for uh, Berks County High School Sports, starting primarily with football and basketball. Uh, but he's going to be branching out and covering as much as he possibly can on that new site of his. And that is launching on August 1st. So he just uh, left the Reading Eagle on Friday, and he's opening up his new venture on August 1st. And we're hoping to collaborate with him in some way there. But he will be on the Bulldog Hour on Sunday, August 15th, live. And we will talk to him all about 
his years covering the Bulldogs for the Red and Eagle and what he expects to do um, going it on his own and starting his own journalism site. So if you are a fan of Berks County Scholastic Sports, I would say I highly recommend you uh, you subscribe day one. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be a, a great thing to have uh, after the way sports journalism has gone over the last couple of years in and around Berks County. So it'll be interesting to see what Mike's able to do. And I'm very excited that he's going to be joining us to talk about his venture. So I don't know how much more I have to say about the NFL preview since we've been working on this, you know, for the better part of eight, nine weeks. Not a ton has happened since we talked about any of the divisions. And I said, maybe wins go up or down by one or two. I don't think anything significant. I, I don't regret picking any of the division winners that I picked. Um, you know, the Cam Akers injury isn't ideal, but I think in this day and age with the type of offenses that are run, they'll be able to find someone that can replace the productivity they expected to get from him. Uh, it's disappointing, obviously, but I, I think I think they'll be okay. I think I think they they'll figure out a way, and I really think Matthew Stafford's arm is going to be the significant presence for the Rams, and I still expect them to be very very good this year. And uh, yeah, we'll see if they can get things accomplished. I, I I hope so. I think that would be fun. Get him, yeah. So I'm finishing up the first game, North Texas versus Florida Atlantic. There's less than a minute to play in the fourth quarter, and I just forced the turnover, so I get the ball. I'm going to run the clock out and move on to game number two of the night and game 12 overall. And if anyone if anyone has an email, a text, or a tweet they want to send my way, if you have my phone, you want to call or text, uh, feel free to do so. If you want to tweet at Joe Mays and JRAF or email at Joe Mays and JRAF, or excuse me, Joe Mays and JRAF at gmail.com, the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox, um, you can certainly do that as well. I'm just excited that football is almost here because that's going to be wonderful. We got high school football, college football, pro football. It's all right around the quarter. I think we're like 35 to 45 days away for all of those starting. Um, Maybe even less, actually. High school football, I think, is about four weeks away. So a lot of things are coming down the pipeline, and it's going to be it's going to be enjoyable. A lot of stuff coming. If you're uh, fans of Wilson football, Justin, I have you covered in that manner. I we haven't talked about on this show because we've been focusing on the NFL for, for the most part, but uh, Penn state has had quite the run in recruiting. I know my dad requested, we talk about them at the end of a show a few weeks ago, but they uh, have continued to make a name for themselves on the recruiting trail. Ever since the NCAA lifted the um, ban on the, all the in-person recruiting events as a result of the COVID-19, you know, the coronavirus pandemic, Penn State has really taken it upon themselves to improve in recruiting and get a really strong 2022 recruiting class, and they have succeeded. They've done very well. Depending on which site you use, they either have the number two or number three recruiting class in the nation, and they improved on that uh, just a few days ago on Thursday. Um, 
with uh, Dennis Sutton uh, from Maryland, the McDonough School, which I think there's currently three or four other Penn Staters that, that are alums of that school in Maryland. Just phenomenal, phenomenal job by James Franklin and his recruiting staff. Terry Smith, um, Juwan Sider, those are the big ones uh, that have been mentioned time and time again of being key cogs in Penn State recruiting. And they had a couple down years, 2020 and 2021 classes weren't large or thought of very highly in terms of, you know, really, really strong or great recruiting teams. You know, there were outside of the top 10, outside of the top 20, in fact. But this class is shaping up for 2022, signing in this coming December and just, you know, five months from now. Hey, five months till Christmas. But that recruiting class will sign in about five months. If they can keep it all together and sign, you know, I think they're set to sign two or three more by the time like August 2nd rolls around or something like that. This could be James Franklin's best recruiting class to date. And he had a really good strong one in 2018. That was Michael Parsons class. They weren't able to accomplish a ton on the field as everyone had hoped, not dating back to uh, 2016 and 2017 when things were really high in happy Valley. The 2018 was, was still good, but that was the freshman year for that recruiting class of 2018. Um, of course the pandemic kind of halted the way things were going to work out in 2020 and Penn state started. Oh, and five, their worst start in franchise history and program history. Uh, they rebounded to win four in a row and finished four and five, but it obviously was not what anyone expected or wanted. And they, as a group, are out to prove both the recruiting was an anomaly and the play on the field also just not something that we should expect to linger. So hopefully they can prove that on the field this coming year as uh, Penn State doesn't <laughs> doesn't exactly get to rest on its laurels as they have to go to Wisconsin on September 4th for a noon kickoff, which uh, not great on the road, Big Ten opener, first game of the year against a team that likes to play defense and run the ball and punch you in the mouth. So it'll be interesting to see how Penn State handles that. And like Justin said a few weeks ago when we did talk a little Penn State, that first game will set the tone much like last year. Last year, you thought Penn State was going to be, you know, a pretty good team. If it was a normal year, you're thinking, hopefully, double digit wins. You know, not maybe nine and three, nine and four, you know, ten and three. However, the bowl games shake out, and then they lose that first game in heartbreaking fashion, blow a few leads, don't look great at times, and then also have the unfortunate um, refing disaster as Michael Penix did not score a touchdown on that, on that, excuse me, I guess the two point conversion on that. It's just, it's a complete joke that that was given to him, but Hey, that's uh, the way it works sometimes. And Penn state unraveled from there, unable to get anything going. And uh, yeah, I it's tough. Uh, it's tough to, uh, recover from that, but we can't see Penn state do the same thing this year. We have to, uh, have to come out of the gate strong because they have a couple big games in that early season, the first five weeks that you can't fall behind. You can't lose a few of those games and you don't want to see the season unravel. And the way to start is to show up big in that noon kickoff on Fox against Wisconsin. I don't like, I don't like that game one bit, but, 
there's nothing we can do about it. So they got to play that game. They got to come out strong. Hopefully this new offense, another new offense is going to be the real deal and what Penn state needs. And Sean Clifford is uh, ready to roll a quarterback in year three and Penn state is ready to roll as a team overall. All right. So I'm about to start game two of the night game 12 overall in dynasty year two with Florida Atlantic. And our Owls are up to number eight. Yes, a top 10 team. Florida Atlantic Owls up to number number eight in the nation playing FIU at FIU. So last year we upset FIU to become bowl eligible. Justin and I were sitting at, I think, six and or not, maybe not bowl eligible, but to, uh, to definitely get to a bowl. I think we're six. Were we six and? And we actually we might have been I think we were five and six going into this game. We had to win this game to make a bowl, and we did. We upset them. I believe they were uh like ten and one at the time. We upset FIU and then went to the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve and won that one. And now here we are a year later, seven and zero in conference USA, ten and one overall, number eight in the nation. We upset LSU in Death Valley. So Florida Atlantic Owls in year two under Coach Joey Raffoff, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So uh, if you're just joining, Justin was on via phone earlier. He is away, so I'm playing both games tonight. This is episode 340 of the Joe Mays and JRAF show, and we wrapped up our 2021 NFL preview by talking about the playoffs and our predictions for Super Bowl 56. Justin and I talked about our predictions for the division winners that we went over since mid-May and then our wild card teams. And then we went through the AFC and NFC championship game and what we think will happen in Super Bowl 56. So as we get ready, as I get ready to play this game, I'll throw those back up on the screen for everyone to see. Justin's playoffs were Dallas, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams, Chicago, Washington, Green Bay, Seattle. That's one to seven. And his AFC were Kansas City, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Tennessee, Cleveland, and New England. On the flip side, my picks in the NFC were Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Dallas, Minnesota, Seattle, Arizona, Green Bay. Again, that's one to seven. And in the AFC, I had Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, Miami, yes, my Dolphins, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, one to seven. And our Super Bowl predictions, Justin had Kansas City defeating the L.A. Rams. I had Kansas City defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a rematch of Super Bowl 55 for Super Bowl LVI, Super Bowl 56, which I believe is being played in California this year. So a lot of uh, good predictions, a lot of fun predictions, a lot of fun talk. But um, enough of the NFL. We're back here. I am playing... Our uh, our final game of the evening and our final regular season game of NCAA football 14. Number eight, Florida Atlantic against unranked Florida International. And hopefully I can make quick work of them. Just pound the rock like I've been doing. Larry McCann, McCammon, the running back, has been named a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. So I'll see if I can keep adding to his statistics. He's over 1,500 yards for the year. So very good showing for a guy last year that Justin and I Honestly, we were happier when we weren't giving him the ball. His backup from a year ago, which was a senior, uh, had left our team uh, in graduation, 
played better on the field and we started going to him. But McCammon's the guy this year, and he's showing why he had been sitting up on the death chart last year. Uh, not a great start here for me. couple poor runs. Let's see what I can figure out here on third down. I did a little bit better throwing the ball at the beginning of the last game. I don't know if I can duplicate duplicate that success here early or not. All right, good. Again, if there's anyone watching or listening and has uh, my cell, they want to give a, a text or a quick call to talk about uh, the NFL as I play this game here, uh, that's fine. Otherwise, it's probably going to be me just talking through this last game in NCAA football 14 need to get this victory. I've been pretty good without Justin. I'm three and O including that one win over LSU. So I just need to keep powering through and not give up a lot on defense. Let's see. Can I pull up a different camera? I have to try that. Oh, they need about four yards to pick up the first. Very good. Yeah, a good job up front by the offensive line. They picked up some nice blocks to All right. back to get in there for some extra yardage. Where to go, what to do. Just milk the clock. Let's get a few scores and milk the clock. Putting safety. Let's make it that. Oh, linebacker got off the block. So the Flyers, man, they've been uh, blowing up their team. A lot of differences going to be happening on the ice come October. A lot of new names. Um, I can't even say Ristolo, uh, the defender they got from Buffalo, which was an awful trade. At every metric, I actually saw someone give it a J because they said an F wasn't bad enough. Philadelphia just hemorrhaging draft picks and players to try to get under the salary cap. They gave away Gostas Bear. They gave away um, Hag and their number one pick. Oh, no. Oh, he cut underneath that. Come on. Poor, poor showing. Um, getting rid of Voracek for Cam Atkinson and everything that was involved there was was not too bad. Cam Atkinson's a good player. I hate to see Voracek go, but his uh, his Asian contract made it a little bit. He, he he needed to go, unfortunately, as much as I hate to see it. But a lot of changes in store for the Flyers. I'm not sure they're done yet, so we'll see what else they are able to do. I know they need to be active in free agency. They don't have still don't have a lot of cap space, but it's better than it was. They, they, things really got messed up when the Kraken didn't pick one of the Flyers' big salary guys, um, whether it would have been Ghost Despair, but more predominantly people thought it would be JVR or maybe even Voracek. But nope, that's not the direction the Kraken went. They went with Tarnarski, uh, mostly from Lehigh Valley. He's had like 20-some games, I think, with the Flyers and has one point or one, one goal. Um, so, yeah, that I think caught the Flyers organization off, completely off guard and now they went through a few of these uh, a few of these trades and you know the the Buffalo one I just I don't get it all 
the Ghost of Spare one, like they literally gave away Ghost of Spare and two draft picks and got nothing in return completely as a salary dump. They had to give up a second round pick just to, for them to take on the, that contract. And then they turn around and do the one with Buffalo where you're getting a player that's not even that that, that good. And uh, they had to give up their first round pick that was already used Friday night. Uh, it's just uh, that one was mind boggling. I just I did not understand that one whatsoever, and I wasn't alone. Uh, the Voracek one just hurts because he was with the Flyers for a decade, and unfortunately, the Flyers could never get over the hump and do anything in the playoffs, which. Uh, you know, I, obviously, everyone wanted to see happen. Everyone in Philadelphia and fans of the Orange and Black just just been a unfortunately really poor decade for the Flyers. Not a lot to show for it because we're more than a decade removed now from their uh, last significant playoff appearance when they made surprisingly made the Stanley Cup as a seven seed uh, when they made it made it into the playoffs on the last game in a shootout against the Rangers. The winner of that game became the seventh seed or didn't make it, and the Flyers were able to do it and then made that miraculous run to the Stanley Cup playoffs only to lose in six games in overtime to the Blackhawks and the start of that dynasty in Chicago. So, uh, yep. I don't know. I don't expect much from the Flyers, but maybe that's better because after the way they finished the – well, they finished the regular season in 2020 hot, and then they picked up in the bubble in August last year really strong. They ended up grabbing the number one seed. Um, then they had a, a couple of difficult showings, um, able to vanquish the Canadians, who this year went and made it to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, but then they got caught by the New York Islanders and couldn't do anything against them. They looked awful against the Islanders and then never came got back in stride this year. They just... The Flyers did not look good almost at any point this year. Whew, I'm having a tough time against this Florida international team. It's disappointing. Uh, I don't know what to, uh, what's going on. have to uh, see if I can regroup here, make something happen. Uh, let's see. Let's try that. Offense lines up in a five wide set the defense anticipating pass here. Get it. Yes. Woo! There we go. Get on the board. Get on the board. <coughs> right, let's just kick the extra point. Nothing fancy. Man, uh, if Florida Atlantic was 10-1 like we are in real life and ranked 8th, could you imagine the outcry of this team trying ever so hard to make uh, – I know I can't in the game, but in real life and to making the playoff. I wonder when all is said and get done how high Florida Atlantic will be entering bowl season here because this is still – we're playing under BCS rules in this game. There's no college football playoff. Winning, the, I think I'll still have to play. Yeah, I'll have to play the conference championship game, which we didn't get to play last year. We weren't good enough in year one uh, to play in the conference championship game. Oh, Jesus, wide open. 
gosh, that was blown coverage. Jeez. So, as long as we can keep winning, we should be okay. We could crack the top five. I don't know. We'll see what happens. They're running no huddle. Okay. Where am I? They're bringing down around the four-yard line. I think the defense jumped the gun a little bit. Jumped the gun? I, they hiked the ball before my guys were back. That's ridiculous. I didn't even know they could do that. First and goal and a touchdown ties it, folks. Well, let's see what happens. They're grounding that line of scrimmage. That's right. No, no, no. Oh. And he's taken down right around. Stood up. Stood up. Maybe three yards on that run. Not much gained on that play because his safety did a wonderful job of getting up there and making a good tackle on the ball carry. No way. No way you're getting through. Great play. Good job, defense. Good job. Are they going to kick the field goal? Yeah, they are. This one should be makeable. So talk to NFL. We talked Penn State. We talked Flyers. Not really anything to talk to about the Sixers. Phillies are interesting. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Phillies are interesting. I don't know what to think about uh, them. I, when I think they're coming around, they fall apart. They are not... Um, they're not well staffed. They have essentially two starting pitchers that are good and then a bunch of uh, relievers that are so inconsistent and they just you think they finally got it and nope, they blow a save, blow a big lead. Philadelphia last I knew I think they had blown 25 saves this year already. Uh, the, their records like 28 or something. I think the major league records like 33. I, I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent accurate or not, but man, if they could just turn a few of those into wins, they'd be leading the NFC or the NFC. They'd be leading the, uh, the, the NL East right now. So uh, it's disappointing and frustrating, but nice catch. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. But Aaron Nola had a good showing today. That was fun. It's always good to see. And uh, hopefully the Phillies can continue to win and chip away and, hey, maybe uh, make some noise. Who knows? I don't expect it to happen, but I'm not going to say it can't happen. They're going to have to win the division. There's no way they're going to win the wild card. So they need to uh, unseat the uh, the Mets uh, or Braves. I don't even know. No, it was the Mets. Uh, last I knew, they were two and a half back. So, I don't know. It'd be nice to have some meaningful baseball. Oh, no. I didn't even see that guy. 
I did not see him standing there. That is unfortunate. Wow, he's standing right in front of my guy, too. Well. So I get for trying to drive the ball down quickly down the field before halftime. I don't know where that's going. It's going nowhere. Great job by the defense of getting after that quarterback. And right now, I think they got him with some happy feet. Well, I hope he's got happy feet. I'm coming for him. Second down, 10 to go. Ball on the 43-yard line. I didn't get out of bounds though. He said timeout. I need to regroup at halftime. Go back to what usually was winning games for us. Keep him in. No. First down, 10 yards to go. Ball on the 42 yard line. He's scrambled. Oh, how? Come on. Should have lost more than three yards. It's the end of the half uh, brilliance that's here from the uh, from the computer. They're suddenly going to be able to do everything. Madalisto, Madalitso Foster. Good job, Madalitso. Oh. Another fumble that I don't recover. Well, they're probably going to go for this. He's simply got to be more careful with the football. He's going to let the clock run. All right. Didn't even take a shot at the end zone. All right. Cool. So at the end of the half. Halftime of game number two. I need to uh, regroup. Only up seven to three at halftime. That's not, not ideal. Not ideal. Take a moment to thank our sponsors at May's Sandwich Shop. Been with us since day one. We're ten years into this. And here we are. I know uh, a few of our listeners aren't keen on uh, this game playing. Rather us just talking sports. But... You know, we're predominantly a pro football thing, and we can only talk so much in the offseason and uh, try to talk some hockey and some basketball, college football, but we wanted to do something a little bit different. So Justin and I have been enjoying playing NCAA Football 14 since March, but that's coming to an end here as we move towards uh, football season. So this will be the last stream for this. And then we'll uh, move on to Bulldog Hour, and then we'll be back on the show like I said, probably in November, there will be no um, double dipping. We won't also be playing the video game. We'll probably won't pick that up again until the spring. So you'll get a few months where we're just strictly talking about uh, the NFL and college football. And maybe we can get a, 
Paul Roberts back on like we had him on three or four shows for the end of the NFL season and throughout the playoffs and Super Bowl. That was fun. And, you know, just enjoy talking about our favorite sport and hopefully how successful Wilson and Penn State are doing when we return. Ooh. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Tackled center. My bad. Oh, man, they've got to be frustrated. I'm sure they're ready to get off the field, and now they've just handed the offense. Yeah, sorry. My bad. From their own 38-yard line, it's first down. He fights forward to about the 39, and he gets a yard on the run. Get him. And he's going to come up with a sack. And we've seen just why many call this kid one of the best defensive players in the country. This guy is just at another level. It just looks like he is stronger and faster than good. anybody else on good, the field. Good, good. So we're looking at another Let's get the ball back and milk some clock. Get our Heisman nominated running back some carries. Oh, no. Fourth and one. Are they going to go for it? Probably not. Be risky, especially with the way I blew up their goal line the last time. Ah, uh, the crowd doesn't like that they're not going for it though. Oh, made a guy. Ah, too many. Little flat probably on me. Probably on me. Yeah, perfect. That's frustrating for a coach when you it's preach perfect. fundamentals every week and then have someone called for clipping. That Great. Really Good job. All right, let's run the ball. From their own Come on, McCammon. Let's get you a Heisman. Oh, that was bad. Where's the juke? Trying to give the game away, apparently. This is awful. This is really, really bad. Three interceptions. Oh my gosh. Uh oh. Oh, now I'm in trouble. Oh. All right, time to regroup again. Didn't work. Didn't work at halftime. Three interceptions will do that. Just not effective on the ground. I got to figure out something.
here we go. They might have to kick this one away. Changing seats. Change of scenery will maybe fix things. Not not operating on a delay anymore either. Oh yeah. Get going. Get going. Get going. Alright, good return. Good return. Terrible, terrible. <sighs> All right, third quarter, minute 39 to go. <coughs> no. Got caught up. Come on, fight. Uh, up to 40 yards for McCammon on the ground. I'd like to get over 100. I think he's been over 100 every game this year. Not too many that he hasn't. Oh, third and inches. Third and inches. Big play. Big play nearing the end of the third quarter. They're sending someone to get through. Yeah. Come on. There we go. Big play Larry right there. My defense is going to have to come up big, though. My offense has put them in terrible positions, so I can't really blame, blame my defense much for the 10 points. They, they blew that one... But I stopped them, and they made them settle for a field goal. Come on, let's end the third quarter on a high note. Make confuse them, confuse them. Here we go. Oh yeah, walk in there, Larry. Good answer, good drive. Way to answer. Changing seats, change the mojo. All right, time to play defense. Time to play defense. On the road late in the season against a rival. Here we go. All right, starting at the 20. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Nope, threw it away. Ugh. Tackle him. Come on. <sighs> oh, no. 
Good tackle. He was the last line of the bench. <sighs> Mm, they got me on that one. <sighs> yeah, they're running all over me. Five yards of carry for that dude. Guys are tired. Oh, I'm getting run over. A little bit of happy feet down there on the field. Ah, false start. I'll take that. Take it. It's bound to happen occasionally. So the penalty will make it first and 15. Man, they really like to run no huddle. Less than three minutes in the game. Ah, oh, shoot. And they get nice yardage on that run. Ran weak. Wasn't ready for that. Biggest third down and long of the football game right here in the fourth quarter. Let's make a play. All right, what are they going to do? Field goal. I don't trust them, but I have, they have no team has attempted a fake on me yet. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they kicked the field goal and they're not kicking it on side. All right, need a couple first downs. They've got all their timeouts. <laughs> Get some yards. Not a time to do anything silly. Third and one. Let's make a play. Oh, yeah. There we go. He's got to be getting close to 100, right? Where's he at? Oh, it didn't show me. 
Alright, their timeouts are done. I got a fresh set of downs. Not a great showing. Ooh. Got stood up after only a yard. I can. 87 yards and a touchdown. Alright, let's get to 100. No, I don't like that. Uh, let's go there. I'll let another 20 seconds run off the clock. Nine yards for a hundred. They'll line it up again on third down. All right. I need to. I mean, if I get a first down, it's over, but I need to get as close as possible. I don't want to give them much time if I end up having to punt here. That looks like we're very close. Yes. All right, one more rush should give him 100 yards, too. He had to work for it. FIU, hats off. They made me and my running back work for the... Let's get, a, let's get him this 100 yards now. There we go. Maybe get him another touchdown, too. That would be nice, huh? Could be the last one. We'll see. He's pretty far out. I haven't broken too many big rushing plays. It's kind of methodical. Oh, that gap closed quickly. Well, not taking a timeout. Not risking that. Game over. All right. Excellent. All right, so there we go. End of game 12 overall. Able to eke that one out. Wasn't wasn't great. <laughs> wasn't ideal. Very sloppy. Didn't look good on offense. Defense was okay, but three interceptions on offense. That's uncharacteristic of me, but it happens sometimes. But I appreciate everyone for joining for our NFL preview uh, finale where we went through our Playoffs and Super Bowl predictions. Thanks to Justin for joining me for the first half hour or so. And I got to uh, win two more games in our NCAA Football 14 Dynasty with the Florida Atlantic Owls in year two here. Games 11 and 12. Both W's for the good guys, for the Owls, for me and Justin. So, uh, again, like I mentioned... I don't know if we'll get to do some kind of bonus stream here in the uh, coming weeks or not. Because we'll have to play our conference championship game and then our bowl game. And see how far we can climb when it comes to that. Um, I don't know. We're moving into a, a bye next week. And then a conference championship game. 
appearance, but we have should have two games left to play, and we don't have that on the schedule. So it may not be in a, an actual episode of the Joe Mays and JRF show, but I don't know if Justin and I might be able to get together and stream those games some afternoon or evening. Uh, but stay tuned to our social media accounts, and especially on Twitch, where we will uh, stream us playing those last two games, hopefully before um, true... Football action gets here, as I mentioned a couple times now. Justin and I will be on hiatus from the Joe Mays and J-Raff show to go ahead and do our Bulldog Hour show, which Justin and I started back at the end of uh, July 2015, and we're about to embark on year seven. Well, we're already done two episodes for year seven, but the, the bulk of the schedule gets started on Sunday, August 8th, and we'll run through at least October and into early or mid-November, depending on the success of the Wilson Bulldogs football program, which is uh, usually pretty good. And we hope the same is true this year, but I think that's about it. That wraps it up. I do want to wish uh, a belated happy birthday to Justin who celebrated recently and uh, also to uh, Laura. And I know many other uh, people out there that have uh, watched us on the show or our friends and family of ours have celebrated many things and we wish uh, nothing but the best for uh for everyone out there, hope everyone's staying happy and healthy. And yeah, we look forward to uh, streaming for you again in the not too distant future. So for Justin, I'm Joe Mays. And this was episode 340 of the Joe Mays and JRF show. We'll be back again in a few months. Until then, check us out at jmnjrradio.com. Thanks, everyone. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>